Hello and welcome back Bonehead. This is Rich and I'm joined once again by Ben. Hey everybody, on today's episode, episode 24, we are going to be talking about trick plays, a different way to use your rerolls, some of the lesser used skills and the usual games, hobby and star players. Okay, so over to news. Rich, what is going on this week? In the world of Kickstarters, we have got a, a another of the um, downloadable STL files. So we've got another one of these guys that has um, created their own team, um, available to, to purchase. He'll email it across to you, and then you print as and when and how you, you like, basically. So it's a, 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 I think it's a couple of guys who are actually doing it. They're called Generic Miniatures, and they are releasing a team called Demonic Troopers. Now, for the STL files of 23 miniatures, it will cost you 15 quid. And obviously no delivery, because it gets emailed to you. So this is Demonic Troopers Fantasy Football Team on Kickstarter. So they are offering 10 linemen, 8 blitzers, 2 throwers, 2 catchers and an ogre. Now they've, they've taken quite a bit of flack <laughs> on social media recently um, because of the, the way they're stylized. Now they're coming at it that they're, they're very big kill zone bounds and so they've got this sort of post-apocalyptic nightmare kind of stormtrooper. <laughs> the, the problem is that they are they are basically World War Z not World War Z but weird World War. Yes. The, the, you know, like you said the reason they're getting the flack is because it's been flagged as the Nazi Kickstarter and these guys are all Nazis. Yeah. Which is which is unfair. I don't think that's what they were going for. Um, I don't think it's helped that they've called themselves or they called the team the Black Cross Worshippers I think is what it is. Yeah. The Black Cross Worshippers. The, the tricky thing is, even, I think I think they would have been better off if they just came out and said it is a World War Two themed blood bowl team, and these guys are the Germans, and at some other point we'll do the US. Yes. I think it people would have been, been lot absolutely fine. <laughs> Isn't this the one that was the Nazi Kickstarter? Yes, like, about a year ago. Yeah. So it was one of the first ones we spoke about. And I don't think if, um, honestly, I think the backlash is that now. Straight off the bat, I think it's fantastic how much rage there is against Nazi stuff. It's, yeah, it's brilliant. It's what you want it to be. That's it? brilliant. The shame is that these are kind of a death core from Fort Warhammer 40,000, Kill Zone. Mm-hmm. They do have the World War Two vibe, and that's what they're clearly based on. It's What I love is the throwers that are clearly chucking a grenade. <laughs> yeah, a quick shifty. I saw one of the throwers has got this weird lightning-like hand. Yeah. Catchers and throwers. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a definite grenade pose. Yeah, um, it's very cool. To be fair, I like them, and I'm backing it. Well, the ogre is oh, the is like yeah. is a is an ogre, but it's big mech suit, and it looks amazing. And you can that get itself, the ogre by itself, if you want for the yeah, downloadable, I know. Fiber. I saw it looks really good. I was tempted by it, but. While the price is really good for the STL files, it makes it very difficult for people to print unless they have their own printer or somebody who can print it for them. Yes, and to be fair, I didn't back until I spoke to someone who said they would be happy to to give it a go and confirm sort of costs for me. Yeah, I mean, um, I wouldn't have done it otherwise. They they do have a a a purchase and print option, which still gives you the STL files, but they'll put you in contact with Impact Miniatures, who will do the printing for you. Um, but that's going to come in at about 70 quid, 75 quid, I think, by the time that Impact have done their thing. So, yeah, $5 for the Ogre or $5 for the 16 people out of the 23. Uh-huh. And then it's uh, 15 for everybody. That's just the STLs. 
And then, uh, yeah, like you said, about £70 for the print service, depending yeah. on what you get. Now, £70 for a unique Kickstarter team is exactly is exactly average. And particularly with, with the reaction this has got, it's going to be particularly rare, <laughs> I think, to see it on the table. I think the, the, the tricky thing is that it really needs another team. I, I really think if they'd gone and made a US team, yeah. and let's face it, the British uniforms, while they fought valiantly in World War Two. They're just not as cool-looking these days. Yeah, they're uninspiring, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, so the US, if they had a US one to go against it, if, they, if this had been the Blood Bowl World War Two Kickstarter, yeah. it still would have got a load of, I don't want to play Blood Bowl with World War Two guys. Yeah, you would have had that, yeah. But it's that style. It's like the DC Clowns, which I keep coming mm-hmm. back to because that is one of the more unique Kickstarters. You didn't get as much of a backlash on that compared to if you use Sigma models. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> goodness. It. Using which Sigma is, models, yeah. Yeah, but I like it. I think the sculpts are brilliant. I the think sculpts are really well. well done. And I do hope it succeeds. Um, well, it's, it's all but I understand way. where people are coming from. I think you're right. I think it needed that balance. And it's very tricky because they're no more Nazified than... In, probably, in fact, they're probably less Nazi because they are stylized as opposed to historic than the majority of Flames of War armies. Yeah. And yeah. that is a really tricky thing in wargaming is because you, even in Blood Bowl, you are playing people who have chainsaws, who are going to be murdering, and, you know, it's not ideal. Now, genocide is a very different level. Yeah, it is. But, again, you are you are representing bad intentions. Um, and I think as long as you don't represent... As long as you don't paint them up as Nazis, you're going to be all right. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. There may be some people who will dress up as well. There's also that, but I think it's it it comes down to the individual you are, and like you said earlier, it's good that there's been a a backlash in relation to the fact of you can't do Nazi stuff. I think it's great, which is great. But this guy said time and again that's not what it's about, and I think we've got to take their opinion on it and the way that they've build them to kind of say look it's not it if they wanted it to be I think they could have made it a lot more obvious that they were Nazis yeah I think it could have been done with a nice big eagle in the background World War 2 style bubble team yeah I think would have been fine and they're pretty cool and I, uh, well, they think they'd convert up brilliantly for almost any skirmish game yeah they really would <laughs> which is really quite cool they really would and I like them I hope they succeed they're at 81% 10 days to go yeah they've got the less second. than $100 less than £100 left to go yeah which isn't a lot at all but you're looking at what 8 backers to get over the line you go for the full teams and things so hopefully it it survives hopefully it gets through Um, it'd be nice I've been looking for an alternative human team so this could fill my my niche it is one of the better alternative human teams actually yeah a lot of them quite we've seen a lot of average ones yeah that's a good word for it and we've seen a lot of good ones that really just look very very similar to the game's virtual ones Mm. which is fine because that's the Blood Bowl theme but like we haven't seen that I can think of recently, any very different human teams. No. Uh, this is one. This is one of those. Yeah. This would make a cool human team, um, as long as you are not, like you said, dressing up like a Nazi. Yeah, that's it. You 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 paint them in bright purple or something. And you'll you'll remove that whole that whole image of it. Yeah, I like it. Uh, right. What else is going on? Um, I wanted to to mention the fact that that we're now sponsoring a league. Which I think is really cool. Which is amazing. It's sort of come out of nowhere. Um, so, Craig, if you're listening. Hello. Hi, Craig. Um, Craig's become a, uh, a very vocal member of our listenership, I think, and we get on really well. Um, I play a game or two with him on, online as well. But um, he was saying that he was setting one up. There wasn't a league over his way. Um, and I casually mentioned when he said that, oh, there's a couple of guys doing it, that if you want, we don't mind 
chipping in and, and helping out a little. So we are going to be um, sponsoring. They are Chesterfield Blood Bowl League, CBBL. I don't think they've got anything on Facebook yet, but I will double check. But they've Ooh. already set up their their league or their leagues. Now, there's a lot of people that don't like Facebook and that operate just on Twitter or talk fantasy football. Discord. However, I think for the event side of it and groups, mm. Facebook is really good for that. It's perfect. For that. I know that there's a lot of people that don't want their data shared, but you know what? Just don't put anything that you don't want shared on Facebook. Yeah, you, you omit what you don't You don't want. even have to put a picture. You know, no, you, you really just log on to that. Yeah, but it's they've, they've managed to get 18 teams, 18 coaches. Oh, that's cool. Which is great. So they're running it over three leagues. Three leagues or three, three separately or three divisions, sorry, cool. three divisions. So one league, three divisions. Um, what we'll do is I'll I'll take some time in a, in a future episode I think to go through who's doing what and see if I can get a bit of background info so people are a bit more aware of who they are and what's going on. Um, but we're going to provide the winners' trophy and a wooden spoon and we're going to chuck in some freebies as well. So dice, that's uh, very cool, that type of thing. Um, but it's something that we we potentially might want to do more. Absolutely. So if you are a league out there that's just starting up or actually you want a bit more exposure or you want to be involved in the Blood Bowl community on a larger scale, then get in contact with us. We can, yes, probably sort you out with some loot. We can just maybe do a feature. I don't know. Just get yeah. involved and just try and grow the community. Friends of the Blood Bowl, uh, friends of the Bonehead podcast. Um, but especially if you are within about two hours of Southampton, yeah, that'd be great. So UK, give us a shout. Whether you're a tournament organizer, whether you know a tournament organizer, whether you run a league, get in contact with us. Um, because, well, first of all, we'd, we'd love to pop over and have a game or something. Oh yeah, definitely. But um, we want to start working with other groups around and just getting some loot and getting the game raised and you know just getting involved a bit more. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we can trick you all into coming to some of our tournaments. Oh, 100%. That's, yeah, that's that's definitely not the, the end game. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's but no, genuinely, cool. it would be great to see more people and, and be a part of what you lot are, are doing and how you're getting on. Good luck with the league, Craig, and get in touch if you need any spreadsheet stuff. Definitely. Definitely. It's, um, ben is the, the spreadsheet guru this way. <laughs> but yeah, um, other than that, there's, there's not a huge amount going on, unfortunately. Um, but it's great to see another new league popping up. That's really cool. And um, it's great to see a different way of getting um, Blood Bowl teams to, to people's tables. I've got a few bits and bobs I'd love to cover. Um, so, Warlord Games have got the... Oh, Warlords of Error 1. Yeah, whatever, nowhere is backwards. backwards. Now, Rick Priestley is a legendary game designer. I've not seen what the game's like, but you know that's that's cool. Um, I've not looked at many of the miniatures, but they do have a three-pack of Treeman coming out for £15, so probably £4 postage or something like that. For £20, you've got three Treeman. They do look quite good. They're pretty decent-sized, and the sculpts are pretty good too. Yeah. They're not as cool as the Ents, but the Ents are £25 each. This way, for £20, (laughs) you get both both Treeman and one guy that you can use as... um, uh, deep root, deep root. That's it, which I think is quite cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's Warlord Games. Check that out. Also, want to say, did you see the article that One Turn Touchdown posted? Oh yes, I didn't even think to mention that. No, I definitely want to mention it. A lovely little blog. It was cool. So uh, One Turn Touchdown did uh, an article on OneTurnTouchdown.com about podcasts. He chose four, and we were one of the four to talk about, which I thought was pretty awesome. So thank you for the mention. We got mentioned with both down, which is the Blood Bowl yeah, podcast, which is, which is really, really cool. Us and Talk Nuffle, which is... It's a new one, isn't it? It's either a new one or a very old one. I can't remember. 
No, it's a new one. There's one from Germany that's an old one that's got that apple in it. I can't remember what it's called. Um, and then Two Wrong Things in there as well. Oh. So, yeah, it was a pretty cool article. I shared it on our Twitter. It, it was nice to, to get to read a review that we haven't, not necessarily asked for, but, but insinuated we wanted feedback on. It was nice to be able to read what someone actually thought of us and, and where it was best that we... Well, we get we get a lot of good feedback from people who are on the same wavelength as us. Yeah. Like Craig, like Rob mm. from um, Wales. From yeah, Wrexham. You know, and there's a load of other guys out there who get in contact and we get on brilliantly with and get involved and it's wonderful. There's a few people that don't like what we do. Which is fine. But because we're very lucky with the Blood Bowl community, even when they don't like it, it's very quite civil. Mm. And then there's Gianluca who just puts a little angry face <laughs> on all of Richard's posts about uh, Every stuff, single time. Which I think I, is I amazing. I look for it now. I think it's funny. Yeah, I think it's fair, brilliant. It really Gianluca, if you do listen, I love it. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, in fact, that little angry face was the picture of our group chat on WhatsApp for a while. Good couple of months. Yeah, because I think it's so iconic. It was iconic for a while. Um, yeah. And it's just nice to see <laughs> to see what people think of us outside mm. of our little sphere. And that's yeah. cool. And apparently we are the guys that talk through nonsense most of the time. Which is what we wanted anyway. Which is exactly what we started A year for. on, yeah. we've done exactly what we wanted. <laughs> we, we, we've, <laughs> cut, we've covered a lot of normal stuff as well, but nonsense is where we're, where we're at. Yeah, it's I think it's really right. cool. And the last thing for me to mention is that we have got a tournament coming up. It is the Tombstone Tournament on the 26th of October. It's a horror-themed one. So we've got a selection of regular teams and even more select, a selection of special teams from the Secret League on Fumble and the Stunty League on Fumble. We'll get the rules pack up soon once Richard's read it all through. Um, And, yeah, that's coming up in just over two months it is just over two months and as of about half an hour ago we we worked out what the spot prizes are going to be yeah so we are just putting in work quite a time ahead which is <laughs> compared well, to what we have been this doing. will be our third tournament and we've learned an awful lot from both the ones we've done so far mm. so tombstone hopefully will be just as good if not better than the other two and then which means we can hopefully smash all four next year that'd be amazing so as soon as tombstone tournament is all lined up um, we'll get the rules pack out for Beachhead Bowl mm-hmm. early next year and we'll put a post out with all of our tournaments, what they're going to be. Actually, we're in a position where once we've done Tombstone, we'll know what what format we want all of our tournaments to be next Agreed. year, yeah. which means we'll be able to go ahead. We're going to get NAF sanctioned for Beachhead, Beachhead and probably if we, do, if we do Sewer Bowl as a Sevens again, which yep. I really would I love so. to, then there's no reason we can't get NAF sanctioning for that as well. Good, I like that. Two NAF sanctioned events. And then Bonehead Bowl... Absolutely want that to be mixed teams again. Oh, no, definitely. I, provided Tombstone works out the way I hope it does, I think the format for those three should remain. Yeah, and that's it. Because it works for us, I think. Bonehead, we learned a couple of lessons about the, the meta yep. and um, Sewer Bowl about... Well, Tearing, we, we didn't. Well, yeah, I was thinking about this on the way. There's only one skill in it, but it makes quite a difference. Mm. Um, and also the game lengths, and we've got to really think about whether we want five or four, four yeah. um, which I think we should talk about in a couple of episodes' time, just about what is a tournament. Like, Ooh. what do you want from a tournament? Is it a challenge? Is it a community? It's interesting. Yeah. And I think we are a bit unclear of what we want from our tournaments. I agree. Because we kind of want them to be like, yeah, challenge, competition. But at the same time, we encourage just nonsense like um, no rerolls at yeah. the <laughs> well, like, well, yeah, well, I think that was awesome. That was brilliant. Um, and then we've got Tombstone, which is completely different again. Mm. 
and um, yeah, it'd be good to finish the year with a very clear picture of what all of our tournaments are going to be next year so that people can prep and we can build it up and we can go really big next yeah. year. Yeah, I agree. That is everything for me on news. Everything for me. Other than, by the time you listen to this, I would have probably just finished Secret Carnage, which is this Saturday. When are you going out? Friday. Mm. What time is the tournament? 10 o'clock, I think. Ah, This will be out before then. It will be out before then. So while you're listening to this, I will be taking Randall, Keller Randall, to his very first tournament. Which is very cool. Which is amazing. And I'll be um, seeing Rob, friend of the podcast, Rob, um, while I'm up there, which would be great. And um, Randall doesn't know this yet, but I'm taking him to Warhammer World on Friday. Oh, that is amazing. So we're doing the pilgrimage. Um, But I've never been either. So it's new for me. But we're going to go to Nottingham and then head across to Wrexham. Forgeworld.co.uk. What can you buy for me while you're there? You tell me what it is, and I'll pick it up for you. It's not a problem at all. No, no, no. I think I think I've got enough stuff on there. That's all right. I'll remind you all again on Thursday. I reckon. So, uh, talking of stuff, let's move on to hobby. Okay, so over to hobby. Rich, what have you been working on? I have been collecting the miniatures together for my Undead Pirates team for Teamstone. Yeah, so Undead Pirates is a team from the Secret League, isn't it? It's from the Fumble. The Fumble Secret League. So you can have a Vampire Pirate Lord, two Zombie Ogres, two Sirens, two Skeleton Pirates, and as many zombies as you can lay your hands on. So my 1100 list is going to be three rerolls. Was it two rerolls? I have to double check on the rerolls. On the minis, <laughs> it's a Vampire Pirate Lord, two of the Ogres, one Siren, one Skeleton Pirate, and seven Zombies. That's 12 players total. Interesting team. Very interesting little team. It is. So um, I've managed to find some Reaper zombie ogres. Literal zombie ogres. Which Reap, is fantastic. Reaper miniatures are just amazing. They are brilliant. I've got a sea hag, which I'm using as my banshee. Or my siren, sorry. Um, which looks suitably horribly scary. And I am using a, a rotund pirate. I love that guy. <laughs> For the vampire. Um, it's so funny. You were like, is this guy strength? Was he strength four? Strength 5, Agility 4. Oh, wow. Strength 5, Agility 4 it is. Um, but he's got Bloodlust and Wild Animal. No, Wild Animal. No, no. Oh, so what is it? I've completely he, he forgotten. He can't it. have Wild Animal. I'm sure it is Wild Animal. Because he's like mad from being at sea for so long without access to blood. That is cool. It is. Hold on. It is Wild Animal. Loner, Regenerate, Hypnotic Gaze and Wild Animal. Does he not have bloodlust? Does not have bloodlust. Oh, that's interesting. Well, I suppose if the team is um, undead, yeah, and zombies already. Yeah. So um, where is it? The, the, the guy says he did it. Uh, these vampires are driven crazy by their bloodlust at sea because they cannot quench their thirst. So instead of giving them bloodlust like other vampires, I went for wild animal to represent their insanity and lack of control. He's just angry. He is angry. Um, but he's a little bit rotund. And when I looked at them all, I was trying to think of a suitable team name. Peter Jackson. Oh no, I went with um, the Monkey Island Marauders. Oh no, I love that, but the guy looks like Peter Jackson. He does, doesn't he? I've only just realised. <laughs> he really does. Um, so, he is going to be LeChuck from, my, uh, from, from Monkey Island. <laughs> and the Skeleton Pirate is going to be Guybrush Threepwood. And then the rest of them are just randoms from the game. Like I'm um, Stan S, Stanley or whatever it is, or Stan Man, the, the like, sales guy. I like that you put a post up there and a couple of people were like, hey, Monkey Island. Yeah, yeah, that was it. It's my favourite, like, um, my childhood. Old PlayStation game? No, that was like Amiga on Atari. Really? That's old school click. 
click on point games. Uh, I'm going to go over here and you read this. And oh, wow. It was um, it was a, a proper puzzle game. So you'd have to. Like, I remember, like at one point, you got to get into the Marley Mansion, and there are some there are three dogs that so won't let you go in there. So you go away and you manage to find the meat, and you go over there and you give the dogs the meat and they just eat it, and then they try and get you again. You're like, what the hell am I supposed to do? <laughs> you end up having to drug the meat to put it over there. You said put the drug uh, the oh, dogs to sleep, and then you can get in. Classic adventures. And, yeah, just brilliant. And, like you're arguing with the the cook in the inn over some grog. <laughs> it's just. It is proper brilliant, and um, yeah, I love the idea, so I'm running with it. <laughs> so the Monkey Island Marauders will be joining us at Tombstone Tournament. So you've built yours. I've basically, I've got no idea what I'm doing, really. I'm going to be running Chaos Halflings because I've loved my Chaos Halflings. But How are you going to make them different? Well, I don't need to. The Chaos, the Halflings I've got, yeah. I've all got Chaos hats on and stuff anyway. Because you've got the butcher, oh no, the carvers. So you? I need a head carver, yeah. which is just a dude without stunty. Like yeah. that—that's it. That's his only his only jam is that he has general access, right stuff, dodge. So he's just missing something. No stats differences. No. So it's literally just that access to general. Yeah, which I don't know if is great because in most tournament settings, so for example ours, you get double access double. to double, so it kind of balances it out. In a league setting, I suppose. So yeah, I'm not too fussed about him. Um, but two carvers. So carvers are chainsaw wielding. Um, Halflings. Halflings. Yeah, dodge right stuff, secret weapon. So they don't have stun to you either, which means they can't run around. Okay. Yeah. But, um, I picked up from Joe Solo from the tournament group, picked up a few spare plastic halflings. Oh, did you? Yeah, I saw it flag up and I was like, oh, oh. actually, I need a couple more. Yeah. It worked out perfect, so I picked that up off him and um, Ian and Ben from our local group are going to sort me out with a bunch of orc bits to make chainsaws. Oh, nice. So that's my two chainsaw halflings. I'll get them built. And I have picked up a giant and I don't know if we've talked about this guy yet, but I want to talk about him as the star player for the episode, which is Thundershout Gristle Nasher. Oh, that guy. Yeah. The guy who's absolutely massive. <laughs> yeah, the giant. And he's, the actually, giant. he's actually a giant, which really is really is. cool. But he's, he's 300k, and I kind of want to run him in the team because I picked up a massive hill uh, hill giant model. Hill giant, yeah. And Reap Bones that was like £10 with postage or something absurd. And it's huge. 300k on a halfling team, that is more than manageable. Well, yeah, that's what I kind of so thought. Drop the Chaos Spawn. Well, they've got two Chaos Spawns, which are 140k each, and it's a Lone of Wild Animal, Frenzy Horns, Mighty Blow, Thick Skull, Throw Teammate, Always Hungry, Regeneration. That sounds awful, so you can't throw the Chaos Halflings, because you've got to go for Wild Animal, which is a 4+, plus, because you can't Blitz action and throw, yep. and then he's got Always Hungry as well. So you're looking at 4, 1... Yeah. Four plus two plus. Four plus two plus. Well, probably three plus because these guys don't have uh, strong arm like the halfing, um, like the, the tree men do. So uh, yeah, at the moment I'm not really sure what I'm, how I'm going to run it, but I know that I want to take some halflings with chainsaws, uh, mince meat the mad butcher, which <laughs> is the star player with stab and multiple block. Oh yeah. And a giant because I think it's just how much is that? Just stupid. Uh, it's only eighty k. You could it's three eight. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. So don't take the Chaos Spawn. Well, I might take the Chaos Spawn because they are just mi- they're, they're, they're Minotaurs. Lona, Wild Animal, Frenzy, Horns, Mighty Blow, Thick Skull. Do they not have Claw? No, they don't have Claw. But they have oh. a mutation on Gemma, so, you know, could be, could be, could be fun. Mm. Anyway, so that's been building that, and I've been building the Dungeon Tiles. Oh, that's looking good. Yeah, so I've I, Tiff, bless her, my girlfriend, to help me paint up. 
got got the grey down on most of them. I have decided to make a dungeon roll team. Yeah, do it. At least I'm one. Going to do it. At least one. No, no, just the one. I've got enough other teams. <laughs> nonsense. Absolute <laughs> nonsense. Um, so working on that, and it's quite nice to have no tournament on the immediate front. Mm, it's nice to have look forward to one rather than just cracking on with it. That says I have um, started work towards the next series of Seven Super Series. Yes. Which would be cool, so I'm going to start filming that in a couple of weeks, awesome. maybe next week, depending on when I can get some stuff lined up. haven't decided on the teams yet. I can't choose. I can't choose. I'm going to need your help. <laughs> Done. Yeah, because I even did a poll on the Blood Bowl community. with like, if you were going to do a mini league, which teams would you want? And the ones they chose, which are probably the right thing, are all very vanilla. Yeah. So I thought, right, what I could do is have season one and just do it in order of the teams that came out in 2016. Okay. But if I want to do a five-team league, that basically makes humans, orcs, skaven, elves, dwarves. It's not a bad mix, really, is it? It isn't. They're all good teams. Two bash, two agility, and the humans. But they're all very normal. They are very normal. You kind of want a couple of normal, a medium a stunty and a spicy. Maybe that's good for the first season. Maybe. Because yeah. people can relate to it. Most of them would have played with them or against them. I, I want to have Chaos in there. Chaos needs to be there. Because Chaos are really great at sevens and no one ran it in our, in our tournament. They didn't. I came closest. Yeah. With the running Chaos. Yes. Yeah, you did. But a Mino, two Chaos Warriors and some stuff is really consistent. Yeah, I can imagine that. And especially now, and they were tier two in ours, which was... Leader general double? Yes. Which was basically block, block, block. It was block, block, block. Which could have been block, 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 yeah. which could have been really good. Um, but yeah, so that's what I have been painting on. Is that everything your hobby-wise? So far, yeah. I mean, the other bits of beast I've been doing are not Blood Bowl related. That's all right. And um, games. Got any games in recently? I've had... Uh, oh, I've been playing with Mason again. Oh, brilliant. Mason asked to play again recently. Um, so we ended up doing a, a few turns of 3v3. One blitzer each, two linemen each, humans, just so he can get used to dodging out and yeah. blocking and blitzing and things like that. Um, and he was picking it up really well, understanding that if he blocked with one, it's a one-die block. Yeah. If you block with more than one, then it's a two-die block. If you're blocking against more than one, it's two-die block, but the other person gets to choose. Um Love doing the injury rolls. Actually killed my blitzer. <laughs> I think your kids it. just love doing that. I love doing it so much. Um, but yeah, so it was nice to actually do bits and pieces with him. Um, I've been doing a little bit of painting with Randall. He's almost finished. Oh, he's, he's getting ready for Secret Carnage. He's getting ready for Secret Carnage. So it's just a display tray. So I'll, I'll grab a display tray off of you. Yeah, absolutely. Where, um, I can do his grassy base and a few lines and he can have his, his team ready to go uh, as well, which would be quite cool. Talking of kids learning, there was a great post on the Blood Bowl community. A chap called Doug had made this Blood Bowl pitch. Oh, Doug Bowl. Yeah, Doug Bowl. He made it, as I looked at it, I was like, the size is a bit off. I think it's something like uh, 15 squares long and 9 wide or something. And I was like, is that like a smaller mini 7? So he was like, yeah, got it wrong. And I was like, <laughs> Doug Bowl. And it got me thinking about Blitz Bowl. Yes. Uh, so what's that, like five dudes and you've got like a 8 by 8 pitch or something I really small? I don't really know. For for something like with kids or something, having like a five by five bubble, like five on five to to learn the basics could mm. be really really good. Yeah, I mean, the three v three worked very well. Um, I was just trying to limit the skills that were there, trying to ease him into it. Randall picks things up very quickly. 
Um, he's 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 very clever for his age. Yeah. Um, Mason loves certain bits and pieces, but until he actually fully understands something, he doesn't retain that knowledge. Mm-hmm. So it's only when he gets there and he's just like ah, and then he's never forgotten. Whereas Randall would always have an inkling in the back of his mind. Like, yeah, I'm sure that was oh, no, that's how it works. Yeah. Um, so I'm having to do it slightly different with Mason, which is good. It's, it, has, it has been good because it's teaching me a different way of teaching. Um, but he's picking it up really well. So he wants to go again. We're going to throw in, uh, probably catch and, oh no, we're going to put in a throw in next time. So he's got the short hands and he's got the pass. That's cool. So he understands the free reroll, if that makes sense. Um, and then go from there. And then eventually we'll get him back up to transferring those skills to his Skaven. And then we can use his Skaven. He'll be away once he gets that going. The Warpstone Squeakers. Yeah, that's very cool. That is very cool. That's quite cool, but yeah. Other than that, I'll probably be playing Randall on Friday evening in the last minute game before the tournament. No, that's good. As long as you have time. Yeah, we'll find time for that. Don't we'll find time for that. Is it three games? Three games, yeah. yeah three games. Good. So I'm going to be taking my Forest Goblins, the Stunty Forest Goblins. Which is very cool. Which should be interesting. Um, and then Randall's taking his Beastman team with one Minotaur. He has decided one Minotaur. I love the glory of two Minotaurs, but unless you were going to be running two Blitz actions somehow, yeah, there really isn't a lot of magic. It's just not going to happen, so was it? Yeah. Not going to happen at all. So, yeah, it's limited so far, but due to pick up again very shortly. Ah, very, very cool. Very cool. I think that basically wraps up everything for me. Cool. Right, let's go on to our first topic. The first topic this week is probably going to be a bit quicker than most of our most recent episodes. Um, but I had this idea. I was thinking about Blood Bowl, thinking about different ways to play or different ways to jazz it up a bit. And I know there are some special play cards that allow you to do double actions. Like, like a double blitz. Like a free extra blitz or another pass or things like that. And I got thinking how, you know, NFL season's about to start. It is. It's in pre-season at the moment. I, I know we spoke about this about 20 episodes ago about how Sometimes the trick plays, like, uh, they make a big difference. They do. Every now and again. Three and things like that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the wild card, you know, wildcat offense with uh, the dolphins. And it got me thinking about, right, so if we wanted to let a team, what if they were training to go for a last-ditch attempt, like the Fumblerooski or, or uh, if the ah. flea pickers are cracking one, where actually you, you give a team an opportunity to do something very unusual. Yep. I was definitely thinking about this in the way of throwing teammate, mm. but also going coast to coast. So I had a thought. What about trick play rerolls? So instead of your reroll for the turn, or you spend your reroll for the turn, and it means you can do another limited action. So what have you got? You've got pass, you've got foul, foul. blitz, handoff, and right. that's probably it. Foul, pass, handoff. Blitz. There might be another one, but I can't think of it. But actually, there is always that turn where you're like, ah, I wish I could do two throws. Mm. So I had it in one of my last games at Bar 7s where I, I had this absolutely ridiculous play lined up, but because I threw a teammate, I couldn't then throw the ball. Right. I was absolutely yeah. gutted. I was like, I'd give anything for that. And actually, you know what? What, what do you think would be the worst case scenario if you allowed a team to spend their reroll for the turn so they can't use it the rest of the turn. Yeah. To get that second action. 
if it pulls off, there will be a lot of salt. <laughs> it would be a lot of salt. In the rules, you're not allowed to do that. So it's freezing, there's no in the rules. Well, no, but that's it. Coming, that's yeah. what I mean. If, if there was a tweak to the rules, if that was kind of like, right, we're going to play with the, the, the trick play re-rolls rule, which is mm. you can at any point say, you know, instead of spending my re-roll this turn, I'm going to go for another blitz action. Can't be used with the leader. No, 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 no. This is a team re-roll. But the thing is, instead of going from one action, so say you were going to go for a blitz and you were going to go two die blitz or three die blitz, you've got that re-roll in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Say you're going to go for a pass or a three teammate, you're going to need that re-roll to help with the consistency. Yeah. But instead of saying I'm going to make this one action in a consistent manner, I'm literally just going to go ridiculous for two actions instead. And it might be useful at the end of a half where you deploy. So you know, right, I yeah. edited um, one of our games of sevens and there was just a, a glory blitz at the end. And it's mm. like, actually, you know, if you had a team re-roll, you could go for a double blitz action that time. Mm. You can make a huge play, or you could do the throw teammate and throw play, or two throw teammates. I personally don't think it would be massively overpowered. No, I think, provided obviously if everybody agreed on it, then I can't see why not. It would definitely make things a bit more interesting, and something that is likely to happen in a Blood Bowl universe, in the same way that you should be able to use your bribes. Slightly off kilter here, I've just thought about this. Yeah. To So, if you do a... Um, you get the riots, don't you? Yeah. And so you can lose a turn or gain a turn. Yeah. What's to say that you can't use a bribe <laughs> with a ref and go make it a bit more difficult on a four plus? Yeah. Right. Fifty fifty. Do the roll. Do the roll, and then you get to decide whether it goes back a turn or goes forward a turn. So if you're winning and you're worried about them scoring a touchdown, you can yeah. go. Yeah, mate. Move and the clock move, forward. Move it forward. Move for the clock us. forward. Do it on a four plus. Now I'm sure that all of these things are covered in special play cards, but. What we want is to be able to choose them. Yeah, I agree. So, but yeah, not having not not having a limited amount, just having having like a small menu of options. Yeah. So yeah, spending a bribe or doing something, and it could even be you could even have like I don't know, um, antagonize the crowd or get the crowd on board uh, and or before you crowd surf someone. Cause a riot, you know. Yeah. Where you spend that reroll and actually your teams. Your team's action for that round is to incite a riot. Maybe to... that's a better way of doing it. Yeah. Is it in... yeah to incite a riot? <laughs> One way or the other. Incite a riot. You know, yeah, I think it could You've be. You've got to sacrifice all of your own players to the crowd, but it will change the course <laughs> yeah. of the game. He runs into the crowd, and uh, <laughs> then you get an opportunity to move the clock backwards and forwards. I like that one. I mean, it does. It does go <laughs> massively funny. more into the fluff. Oh, completely. Completely. This, <laughs> sorry, that's really tickled me now. Well, Little Jimmy. Sorry. Off you go. <laughs> You're you, in. You, you can do it with the goblin on the monsoon. Just yes. Chuck him in the crowd and be like, right, well, he's going to excite a riot now he's over there. <laughs> and uh, Kick someone in the eye with a, with a steel toe cap boot and away you go. Actually, because then you can, like you said, you can manipulate oh, the clock. I like that idea. Or you can do <laughs> this trick play where you actually do a flea flicker where, you know, where you've got a short, a short opportunity like a situation. Pass. And it's like, yes. We're going to go for two passes this turn. I'm going to have no rerolls to do it in, but it might pay off. Like you said, though, it could be more salty, but the odds are just so much longer without a reroll. I suppose that, as with anything that comes down to the type of player you are, like if someone did that against me and ended up scoring from it, I wouldn't help but be able to find that funny and brilliant. I I happen to think exactly the same. <laughs> <Do> <laughs> like, <you> really <laughs> like, right. 
<laughs> what it does do, so if you look at some of the other games that are out there, so like Magic the Gathering and Hearthstone, there's always that top deck, that one card. Mm -hmm. Like, right, I need him to draw a land, and I need me to draw this removal spell or something. I need this thing to happen, yeah. the chain happens. Blood Bowl does massively happen, and you can see that with elves or throw teammate, and you yeah. can see, like, right, I need five rolls to go well here. Well, actually, all you'll kind of be doing in that situation is is then saying that those situations where you need nine rolls or ten rolls can actually happen now. That would be fun to watch, wouldn't it? So there are some situations where you cannot score. There's just nothing you can do. Oh, yeah. There's nothing you can do because I can't get the ball from there to there. But it doesn't mean you can't do a second race. But actually, yeah. You or can, an opportunity to find the minus on something. Cash points. in, you could go for the double foul. You know, you can do the handoff. You can literally throw two teammates if you want to, if you just want to you know, do something. I like the idea that it gives you that extra bit of flexibility. And then what it also does is it gives you a resource. It, it turns your rerolls into more of a resource at the end of the at the end of the half. Yeah, because that's only when you're really going to use it, isn't it? Well, one or two turns. You've got one or two. There's two situations. One is I'm all in. Right, I've got a reroll left, and I need to pull off these two passes. And it gives you an opportunity to score. Or, it's the end of the half, I've got a reroll left, um, I'll go for the one blitz, actually, I'll cash in the reroll, we'll take two risky blitzes instead of one one reliable blitz, yeah. because you've spent that reroll to give you that opportunity for the second action. What about if you could, say you moved a guy with a ball, you've got another, I don't know, six squares to go, score, score, and a touchdown, yeah. you use a reroll to be able to move that player again, but... Every single square is a go for it. <laughs> <laughs> or you just say unlimited go for it. Or unlimited go for it. <laughs> that guy. Is, One end of the pitch to the other. It's slow motion. Yes, that's it. Just roll, 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 roll. Can you roll, imagine roll. the strain? Just rolling those dice. The Tecmo Bowl. <laughs> See, I think that'd be amazing. It'd be terrifying as a player. I'd be shaking. Just no. roll, roll, roll. Yeah, that's it. He that's rolled. the one. Of course it is. It's in the end. 13 two pluses. Yeah. Uh, for a one-turn touchdown with a dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be awesome. I think it'd be awesome. But, but I think the key is that there's a lot of great stuff in those special play cards. And I don't know how to bring them into the game without spending quite a lot of inducements on them. And I know they're staggered now and you can buy some cheap ones for 50 and some more expensive ones for 200 yeah. or whatever. But it's completely random at that point. Yeah, and yeah, I think you've got to have a, a better control over it to be able to keep it in the game. And even if it is, and this is kind of off the back of all of all the stuff that Rick was going on last on last episode mm -hmm. about you know cards, 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 and it's like, well, Blood Bowl isn't really a card game kind of game. But looking at the success of Underworlds, like Shadespire, mm -hmm. where there is a deck building element to it. Um, I was, I was listening to a different podcast the other day, um, Limited Resources is a magic podcast, and they were talking about the game outside the game. Blood Bowl has got a massive amount of that. You've got your list building, you've got your miniatures building, right, you've got okay. your meta analysis, yeah. all the stuff you do outside the game. Now, Warhammer's got loads of that. Yeah. Blood Bowl still has a lot of that when you're looking at tournaments and things. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, a lot of stuff. Possibly having some kind of deck building element to it as well. Even if we're selecting your special play yeah. cards, and you know, you could just be like to draw one a turn. You know, actually, you've got to have a deck of twenty cards. Mm -hmm. Some of them are chaff. Some of them don't do anything. Some of them, I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't even know what the medium ones could be. But some of your better ones could be the double blitz. 
Yeah, okay, you get a double blues. Or you just so would you do that per turn? Or you could hand manage it. So say if you've got a deck of twenty cards, you can have up to three of the same card, and actually you've right. got a hand size of I don't know three or whatever. And yeah. When you spend a card on your next turn, you draw one up. So you could save a hand. I prefer the first idea with the chap. Shuffle it. You've got twenty cards. I don't know half of them are just rubbish. And then you get a load that are. Then you get I don't know. I don't know, six or seven that are a bit better, and you get two or three sort of elite yeah. kind of cards, which are your double blitzes or yeah. your, your two passes. But you get to choose what they are. So you've got to have X amount of these, X amount yeah. of them, X amount of them. But then your other ones will be, I don't know. Well, a, a good way of doing it could be that actually your more powerful cards have a discard element to it. So to play the double mm. blitz, you need to discard another card from your hand. Oh, okay. And then oh, it kind of actually, you know what, I've got 20 cards in my deck, but... They're all beef cards, and they mean that they're a double discard card. Right. Which means I can only play it when I've got three cards in hand. So you, instead of going every turn doing this thing, you could be like, right, I've spent that. I had to discard two ha- cards. Now the next card is my, you know, I don't know, make an extra go for it card or something. Yeah. Um, I know, it just could be an interesting way. And I think it would probably be better to combine that kind of thing with sevens. Because you've got the quicker game turnaround. Yeah, I think it would have to be like that, because otherwise you could be overcomplicating the game, particularly in, Ooh, in higher TV. Overcomplicating, and um, it sucks less if you wreck a 45-minute game Yeah, very true. than if you wreck a two-hour game. Yeah, that would hurt, wouldn't it? It's just a bit so more brutal. Um, and yeah, it's just an interesting... It was just one of those things I was thinking about when I was driving to work, and I was like, you know what? I would definitely sometimes just take that. Right, I need to get two blitzes. I blitz a guy out of the way and I blitz another mm. guy in. It's cost me my reroll, but I had an opportunity at a play, and I had, it's. It, it, I think you'd get more swing in yeah. the game. Actually, it would make it more exciting. As we like sevens because you get a lot of quicker turnarounds, a lot of quicker plays, and a lot of quicker developments. Mm. Might having those powered up actions, those tech mobile actions, or the you know, trick plays could add a little bit more spice to 11s, mm. where actually nothing's certain. Yeah, I think it was... I'm thinking of it now from a playing against Dwarf Team. The moment that a Dwarf exactly. Team gets that cage, yeah. it's just painful to try and get in there and Column, all you've got to do is put your guys and hope they roll a skull and re-roll skull. Yeah. Which is... You know, you're playing for that gamble, but it isn't the most exciting. Well, actually, you could be like, right, let's go for a double blitz and get a position really well, take a couple of dodgy risks, uh, to- uh, dodgy risks, risky dodges, risky dodges. Yeah, a couple of dodgy <laughs> risky dodges to get those reasonable blocks mm. to knock out the corner of the cage and then get in there and punch. Um, and what it would mean is that you could then build your team around that special play move. Randall wanted mm. to take two Minotaurs to Secret Carnage. Yes, he did. Everybody in the world said, no, you don't need them because you can't double blitz. But what if he was like, you know what? I'm going to sack off the Bestigors. I'm going to run two Minos. <laughs> going to take some extra re-rolls. So what I can do is I can, <laughs> two minos is I can reliably <laughs> double Mino Blitz. God, that would be terrifying. And that's my game. Like, I'm not yeah. going to score any Blood Bowls. Um... But I'm gonna murder, like yeah, really murder. You can't score if you don't exist. Yeah, that's my that's my um my mantra on Rocket League. <laughs> I blow people up. You can't score if you don't exist. And 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 one thing that got me thinking about this is that when they in when they brought up Blood Bowl 2016, they changed the pylon 
to be place a dude prone and then use a reroll. Right. Use a team reroll to allow that. And really, it gives you kind of like an opportunity to create a menu of power moves. Mm. Either tier two skills that require a tier that require a team reroll or some stuff your team can do that requires that reroll. Yeah. And you 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 know there's some stuff there. And I'd like to see that expanded into kind of like a tactics menu. Yeah. So like, like right, we're gonna go for the quick snap. I'm gonna use a reroll and on a four plus it means that I can move three guys one square. Yep. At a point of the half. And it kinda of gives you like a, a bit of a I don't know, more of a dynamic well, you're element. playing your game as opposed to you're playing the game, if that makes sense. You can you can tailor it to how you want to play it. But you're adding more decision points as well, mm. which I think is excellent because you don't have to do that. So say you, you introduce that to the rules or whatever, you wouldn't have to make those decisions or take those opportunities. But instead of having, right, I've got five different situations here, you've got seven instead. You know, you've mm. got those extra decision points where you can be like, I don't just have... Put in front of cage, knock one man down, wait. You know, I'm gonna go for glory, I'm gonna spend that reroll, go for the double blitz, knock that guy over, I'm gonna spend that reroll, go for the double throw teammate, throw a dude in there, clear out, let's play some pinball, I'm gonna throw two teammates <laughs> at the cage and then minotaur blitz. Yeah. I don't know, can you throw people with a on a team with a minotaur? Um, no. no. Anyway, Minotaurs. Beastman. Oh, chaos, sorry. Yeah. No. Renegades can, Renegades. but they can't throw two. Yes, they can. Trolls. But you only got one goblin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe oh. you have a star player. I don't know. But it's, that just, yeah, it sorry. just yeah, could be. It just could one. be quite interesting. Um, so yeah, those were my thoughts on trick play rerolls, and that kind of escalated. So it did. Have a think, guys. If there's if there's some other things you think that we could introduce by using rerolls as a different currency. I've already got one. Oh, hit me with that. Trapdoors. The trapdoors don't get used. Oh, sneak a player on. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we've spoken about this before, where, where I don't know, I'm sure we've spoken about we this before. We have, because it's a secret. Yeah. Um, it's a secret card. But I'm sure we had a conversation where we said, actually, it should just be part of the rules. You can bring one of your dudes on at the beginning of your turn into your end zone, and then you've got to roll over its strength. For it not to be noticed. Yeah. But that's it. Do, on the... Um, I can sneak on loads of goblins. <laughs> just keep uh, feeding them. Yeah. But that's, <laughs> that is just so blood bowl. It is. On um, on BB2, you get those little snippets, little quotes down the bottom. And one of them, I think it was the low down rats. And the players were falling down the trapdoors. <laughs> right? And they were complaining. And said they were finding it funny, basically, because they weren't getting hurt. And so they introduced spikes. <laughs> Like, <laughs> and then they didn't have, they basically had no more team left because everybody was falling down there and dying. But why can't it be a D6? You can spend a reroll, roll a D6. On a one, nothing happens. Yeah. The trapdoor stays as two, you sneak a player on. Three, I don't know, the next person lands on it, it has a bomb effect. Four, you literally just fall down it and you, yeah. you roll straight for injury. Six, they're in the injury box. Just, just stuff like that. Something that's so simple, but you can have so much fun with that, couldn't you? And that, Knowing full well that one of their players is on it, you landed on trapdoor. That's it. Uh-huh. You, you could do that either using a menu or a deck of cards that you randomly get, or you just literally choose a bunch of power-up cards like you kind of do with Age of Sigma and stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't think you get to choose different power-up cards, but there's a load of cards in that game, and it's like Malifaux uses upgrade cards. Yeah. And the the upgrade cards can work. You can you can 
use those upgrade cards against on your opponents as well. Ah, so you can give them that, and then all of a sudden they've got an issue because yeah. what they may do may actually benefit what you're it's doing. It's a debuff. I don't know. Yeah. It could be interesting to just have, you know add that different element and play Blood Bowl a different way. Mm, agreed. I like that. Because, you know, more Blood Bowl is more better. Right, let's move on to the next topic. Okay, so topic number two today is lesser known greater skills. I like that, lesser known yeah. greater skills. This comes from me reading a, a post about um, safe throw um, earlier on today. Where I only saw safe throw or as if a pass made by this player is ever intercepted then the safe throw um, player may make an unmodified, an unmodified agility roll if this is successful. It's the not intercepted. However, there was an extra element to it. Not that I can now find it. So we've had a couple of bits of feedback on this saying, hey, do some coverage on skills, do a bit more of a deep dive in skills. So this, this ties in really nicely. So what we're going to do over you know, a few episodes, we're going to chuck it in every now and again, and we're going to pick a few from each of the skill sets to go through. Rich has chosen passing, so the three he's going to go through today are pass block, safe throw, safe throw, and dump off. And dump off. So, the only time I ever see dump off is on Dark Elf Runners, and I don't see anybody else ever taking it. So, the only, uh, the only <laughs> other circumstance of dump off I've seen is that someone took it on a double on a Nurgle Warrior, I don't know what they call bloaters? Bloaters. Yeah, on a Nurgle Warrior. And um, it just turned into a massive fire thread of foul appearance versus dump off in which order. Yes. Um, and I really do think it is a case of foul appearance first, then do the dump off. Yeah, because you can't miss him. Yeah, that's the whole point. That's the whole point. Um, so, yeah, do you want to start off with dump off then? Yep, let's start off with dump off. So, let me dig it up, sorry. This skill allows the player to make a quick pass when an opponent declares that he will throw a block at him, allowing that player to get rid of the ball before he is hit. Work out the dump-off pass before the opponent makes the block. The normal throwing rules apply, except that neither team's turn ends as a result of the throw, whatever the outcome. After the throw is worked out, your opponent completes the block and then carries on with his turn. Dump-off may not be used on the second block from an opponent with the frenzy skill or in conjunction with the bombardier or throw teammate skills. And it allows you to make a quick pass. Yes. So I like I love the idea of this, but it, it assumes that you're going to have to have somebody very close by in order to take advantage of it. So it works really well for dark elves. Yep. Now the first golden rule is that your ball carrier should never be hit. So like quarterback. He, yeah, exactly. He shouldn't need to take block. He shouldn't need to take dodge. He shouldn't need to take dump off. But what it does do is it gets you that out, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Like dodge, like block. Dump off, especially for dark elves, because you know, you've got a dude, keep the guy the guy two, three squares away. Assuming you're in one tackle zone, that's a three plus pass. Yeah. Three plus for that ball to go somewhere else, three plus two plus, and that ball is safe. Even if your runner gets murdered, that ball is safe and you've stopped the sack. Yeah, that's it. You yeah, you've given them an, an extra roll to have to make. And away from the end zone, ideally. Well, yeah, but it keeps your offensive player alive as the dump off player, and it, you know, it's just a nightmare for the the sacking team. Mm. I've done it, and it's like, oh, right, I've manoeuvred really well to get a two dive block on this guy, and now he's rolled a four and made the dump off, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, skill that goes really well with nerves of steel. Yeah, I see that. Okay, so if you've got passing access, 
Dump Off, if you've got either, if you start off with Dump Off on Dark Elves, taking Nars of Steel, which is something that one of our local players, Milton, was musing over oh, yeah. for a sevens. Uh-huh. He's like, I've got no one really to screen the thrower, so if I give him nerves, he's making a quick pass on a 2+. plus. That's a 2+, plus, 2+, plus, and that basically that block doesn't matter anymore. I've kept the player alive. Yep. It's like, that is actually... Makes sense. Yeah, that is actually really good. So, what other, what other players can you see this being useful on? Um, human throwers. Because there is a human, there is a throwing game to the humans. There is a throwing game to the humans. And you can easily have a catcher within, what, three, four squares to be on the safe side. Or in fact, maybe another thrower. Another thrower. Let's face it, human blitzers are great as well. Yeah, that's true. So there's there's no downside to the agility on that. Okay, you get the catch side from uh, catchers. catchers, Now, the one thing to mention is that dump off pass happens in your opponent's turn. So you don't get to use your team re-rolls no, to make true. it happen. But if your guy has pass, and if your catch, whoever's receiving the ball has catch, and you, you, get your free re-rolls you do you still get to use those re-rolls. So it's not the most amazing skill, and that's probably why it doesn't get taken. It's not the yeah. obvious. It's not A tier. It's probably not even B tier. This is C. This is this, this is, is the I've got everything else. Other stuff, and yeah, that's exactly and that's exactly why you picked it up. Yeah. Um, is it going to be your playstyle? You know, are you going to choose dump off unless you are running a, a real heavy rush offense? I think I think it's always got to be a consideration. If you are a if you're a human team running four catchers, two throwers, four catchers, I think you've got to make a consideration for one of them to have dump off early-ish. The problem with dump off is that all those tackle zones make that quick shovel pass. Mm. You know, the, the, bre- with the nerves breath of steel. get out of there. And that's it. I think it almost has to have nerves of steel. You look at the nerves of steel. Well, that dump off. makes me wonder whether it would be really good on um, pro elf catchers. Oh, yeah. So they come with nerves. Okay, let me re- you reword that. They come with nerves of steel. <laughs> yep. They come with catch or dodge, one of the two. I can't remember. I want to say dodge. Um, and they do generally run in packs. Yep. So you've got those two, you know, you've got your two catches at the end. But then you're looking at that is... They have catch. They have catch and nerves of steel. So you chuck dump off on one of them. It's going to take the block. You just pass it off to the next guy. You could even yeah. end up doing that weird little touchdown in somebody else's turn. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. Which only really elves can do. Mm. <laughs> Unless you get chain blocked into the end zone. Can you use only dump off once a turn? Or is it whenever a block is made against them? So. You imagine a whole team would dump off. Elf catchers have only got agility access, so you're spending a double to get that passing on. And we'll just have a quick look at dump off and see. You know what? It, it just says... Make a quick pass when the opponent declares a block at him. So yes, you could... Nerves are still, pass block, and you could chain pass it. Just <laughs> all, the way off, up all, all the way up the line. <laughs> rugby style. That would be yeah. brilliant. So, it is a weird kind of tertiary level skill. It is, isn't it? But yeah, there are some circumstances where it could be really good. Yeah. It's a good last minute, like a gecko dropping his tail. Sort of thing of getting me out of the... The proverbial when I need it. Mm. Yeah. So that's dump off. Pass block? Pass block's actually a general skill, I think. It is. 
But Goodness I, me. I see it as part of the... It, it's, it's affected by the passing, isn't it? Now, I think this is something that is is underrated, and I've actually used it as a skill on a blitzer, an orc blitzer on BB2. <laughs> okay. Just to be able to move around the pitch a bit more. A player with this skill is allowed to move up to three squares when the opposing coach announces that one of his players is going to pass the ball, but not a bomb. I love that in Blood Bowl there has to be that clarification. <laughs> the opposing coach may not change his mind about passing once pass block has been declared. The move is made out of sequence and after the range has been measured, but before any interception attempts have been made. The player may not make the move unless able to reach a legal destination and may not follow a route that would not allow them to reach a legal destination. A legal destination puts the player in a position to attempt an interception, an empty square that is the target of the pass, or with his tackle zone on the thrower or catcher. The player may not stop moving until he's reached a legal destination, has been held fast by tentacles, or has been knocked down. This special move is free and in no way affects the player's ability to move in subsequent actions. The move is made using all of the normal rules and skills, e.g. dodging, and players with pass block may use this skill against dump-off passes. If a player performing a pass block in their own turn is knocked down, then this is a turnover. No other players may perform pass block moves and your turn ends as soon as the result of the pass block and the block are resolved. So, a player with this skill is allowed to move up three squares when the opposing coach announces that one of his players is going to pass the ball. So it could be anywhere. And it means that your guy can move three squares yep. as long as it takes him into the path of the pass yep. or in base contact with the thrower or catcher. Yes. So, orcs? I always keep a orc blitzer as a um, safety. So that covers essentially seven squares of the backfield. Yep. If you had two, that would cover the entire backfield pitch, wouldn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, either. So I, I tend to keep one slightly further back. So I know it's, and that's the guy with with pass block, because it's just handy. You get these guys, and you get like the elves going, oh, I'm going to throw that. And you're like, no, nah, you're right. <laughs> and you can put your blitzer right alongside the catcher. Or you can put it right in the middle, which means they've got to do the intercept roll. Now, reading that, wouldn't it be great if you had a, a guy with very long legs? <laughs> <laughs> Give my goblin um, a <laughs> pass block with a very long leg. Um, Chuck him in the path and then he's intercepting on a 5+. plus. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this this is a skill that... It, it depends on your league or your meta environment. Yeah. So if there's a lot of passing going on, like you said, if there's if there's elf teams uh, or a heavy throw human team, um, then this becomes an actual tactical skill. Now, what kind of point in a player's development do you take this skill? Towards the end again. We're talking third, fourth skill. Um. So yeah, fourth. So what's no, got... beneficial ones aren't more beneficial ones. And are we talking blitzers or catchers that are taking this skill? Is this an opportunity to turn your receivers into cornerbacks? Yes, definitely. So, on the Orcs, it was um, the Blitzer only seemed like the most relevant option. Blitzers are your everything on Orcs, really. Yeah. So, they they are the star players. So, I like that. I think that's good. They're they're the closest thing you've got to a catcher. Yeah, that's what I mean. Humans, definitely the catchers. Anybody that's... I'd like to see on a skink. I think skinks would be quite good at that. (laughs) Skink with passport. Yeah, but it is a double. That's That's true. It's a tough choice. 
So, so how now it could all change. So. Uh, I don't think that will change. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the new player type is, but yeah. So it fails if they get knocked down or if they get tentacled, um, which makes a lot of sense. But yeah, you're right. It does give you that that. <laughs> oh wow, this mixed with disturbing presence. See, that would be good, wouldn't it? Because then it's minus one for the tackle zone and minus one for disturbing presence. Yep. Talking of disturbing with the... presence. <laughs> <laughs> we, have a, we have a crane fly. Is it irritating? They have a cave crawl. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a weird one. It's pass block is is not something I think I have ever seen used. Can you imagine disturbing presence, tentacles, and pass block? So you and just stick it right next to the catcher. You move him. You grab the catcher. You make that intercept roll. You fail. They make the catch somehow, mm-hmm. and then they're not going anywhere because you've got tentacles anyway. And then give them shadowing as well. <laughs> you can have the ultimate disruptor. Is this a skill to put on a slow-moving player? No, not at all. Are you sure? Beast of Nurgle. It doesn't say that you have to roll for negatrix, does it? No. <laughs> that would be amazing. Well, that's what I'm thinking. So let me a just three three movement on a big guy. Let me like beast of no uh, Is in is free and no way affects the player's abilities. Movement like that. And all the normal rules and it says all the normal rules and skill skills. But I'm assuming that is for movement because not bonehead or anything like that. Right. Um, it is quite ambiguous, isn't it? It is a little bit ambiguous, but. I I don't read it like that. And I, I would read it. As I think it's for movement, movement, so for dodging. Now, while you don't really want to be dodging with a beast of Nurgle, actually having disturbing presence and tentacles, if, if you're throwing somewhere near him, if you can, maybe he's running uh, running break tackle as well. It yeah. could be a really annoying and disruptive presence. I might do it on mine. But you've got three move squares, and mm. then you've got another three from disturbing presence, which is the entire backfield. Yeah. At minus one. Now minus one, you know, it it, it affects even nerves of steel players. Yeah, it affects everything. So even if nerves, you know, they get into the tackle zone, you've got the tentacles there to stop them, and you've got that disturbing presence that is going to take them down to a three plus Mm. to catch. Not that it matters, but you know, because it's three plus with a reroll. Man. Yeah, that's still quite an interesting thing. It makes me want to build my beast that way. Makes me want to build a tree man that way. Oh, yeah. That's a good shout. My move to Tree Man is getting three free squares on pass block. I like to make that interception. I think... um, (laughs) It's very circumstantial, isn't it? It is. You've got to be in the right place. However, when you are in the right place, that's going to be so beneficial, isn't it? It is a huge... It can be a huge boon. And what was the third skill? Safe throw. (coughs) Okay, so safe throw. This player is an expert at throwing the ball in a way that makes it even more difficult for an opponent to intercept. If a pass made by this player is ever intercepted, then the safe throw player may make an unmodified agility roll. If successful, the interception is cancelled out and the passing sequence continues as normal. In addition, if this player fumbles a ball on a pass that is not a bomb or a teammate on any other roll than a natural one, it I actually keeps hold of the ball, is not a fumble, and is not a turnover. Now, the second part of that, I, I never knew. Yeah, exactly that. And I read it earlier when this guy popped it up on Facebook. I went, 
No. So, first of all, it's very sad that it does have the not a bomb or not a teammate. Yes. However, that's probably wise. Yeah, it makes sense, doesn't it? It is, but still. So, the high elf throwers are even better than we thought. Mm. So, we knew about the... Because um, they come with pass and safe throw. Yes. Which makes them the best passer in the game from, oh. from standard. Because it means that they've got a 3 plus invulnerable save to interceptions. Yes. Which is very, very good. But actually, if you bundle a bunch of guys on him, he will only fumble on an actual one instead of, I, I need to get this ball out of there. This this pairs up amazingly with nerves or dump-off. Yes. Because you, 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 you save yourself from that fumble, um, and you know, you just throw in for days. Yeah, you can throw safely. That is a very cool skill. I had not really considered it before. No, so, nor had I until I read that second bit. And then I went, hold on. That's actually quite handy, isn't it? So you've got quite a decent passer on your human team, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I've got an edge four passer. Yeah. Is oh, safe throw something you would be interested in taking with him? Now that I've read it properly, yes. But here is the question. Do you take safe throw, nerves of steel, or uh, dump off with him? What do you do? We're going to we're going to assume you've got pass, short yep. hands, and accurate. Yep. We're going to assume you're taking strong arm on a double mm-hmm. if you get the opportunity. Say you rolled a single, so you can't get strong arm. You've got the choice now of nerves or safe throw. I'm going to safe throw. I guess it really depends on your playstyle. If you've got a scrambler, mm. you want nerves because actually you can just run him in there. You ignore tackle zones. You're chucking it across. If you've got both, it's awesome. But safe throw. If you're going to be a pocket passer. If you're going to drop it, that nine squares, you know, being able to ignore that interception on a four plus, it means that, you know, they're going to roll the lucky six, but that then takes it to a one in 12 chance of that rolling that lucky six. Mm. Um, and it, obviously, if you're edge five, edge four, it just gets infinitely better. Yeah. Well, not really infinitely, but. Yeah. I don't know, much better. The, the, odds are, the odds are definitely with you. And it really got me thinking about all these like little skills which people sleep on. Like dump off again is situational. Pass block is situational. As is um safe throw. As is safe throw. But they've got they've got varying levels, haven't they? Yeah. Like pass block is is probably tier three. Dump off tier two, safe throw tier one. These are like the mustard in your burger of, of blood ball skills. Mm. Yeah, yeah you, I agree. That goes with it and it just makes it so much better but I don't think it's a lot of use on its own. No, I don't. I don't think so at all. It needs it needs everything else around it. This is what differentiates your your different throwers or different cornerbacks, for example. And I cannot think of any weird combinations that make those particularly spicy. Other than pass block with final appearance. Well, yeah, that that is just could be it could be great. Technical shadowing that could be amazing. I do also like kickoff return with Treeman. I love kickoff return. Yeah, Again, just something move something this guy three squares. Yeah. Three, yeah, three spaces. That'll be good with um, Beast and Edward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's interesting. But then again, you're going to take block. So those are the three skills that we've got for you today. If there are any other skills you're kind of like thinking, um, talk about this one, what about this one, mm. how about this one? Or if you disagree with what we've said. No. <laughs> no, absolutely. If we've missed something, uh, if you are that guy that does think that fouled appearance happens after you've resolved the dump off, um, then yeah, get in contact and let us know how you're feeling about things. Yeah, please do. 
Right, that is it for that topic. It's time for the star player. Okay, so the star player of the episode is going to be from the Stunty League. And the reason I'm going to pick this one is because he is accessible in the Chaos Halfling team from the Stunty League. And he is on one of the teams that you can take for Tombstone Tournament, which is our horror-themed tournament in, um, in October. I am very much considering taking Chaos Halflings because I love my Chaos Halfling team. And actually, I just need to add some chainsaws and I'm good to go. Yeah, so Thundershout, Gristlenasher, there is a bit of background in the Stunty League handbook, so I'm just going to quickly read this out so we can set the picture. In the highlands near the realms of chaos, giants' minds and bodies have been corrupted by the power of chaos. From time to time, these monstrosities will wander down from their mountain lairs to satiate their taste for blood and violence. And what better place to do that than the football pitch, fighting beside the forces of darkness in exchange for food, drink and gold? The most famous or infamous giant among the mountain clans is one Thundershout Gristlenasher. Gristlenasher has acquired a taste for stunty blood and regales in the screams of the fans as well as his victims. This brute has proven to be a fickle teammate at best, oftentimes helping himself to one of his own teammates for a tasty snack. While there are coaches who would gladly overlook this character flaw, Thundershout heeds none but his own base desires and soon as his belly and pockets are full he heads back to his mountain home much to the relief of those on the stunty pitch. So, he is an actual giant. He is a real giant. And his stats are kind of along the lines of that. So, he is 300k, move 5, strength 6, edge 2, armor 9. Okay, so he's ripper, but with a bit better out agility. Maybe a little bit better move. Yeah, sounds like it. So far, okay. Ripper's a good player. He's a very good player. But this guy might be more interesting. So he is loner, standard. Bonehead, okay. Thick skull, fine. Multiple block, mighty blow. Throw teammate, stand firm, always hungry. So, multiple block, mighty blow with a strength six guy. That's insane. Now, if I'm right, you're making one block at strength six and then following up with a second block at strength four. Yes. That's how I read them. With mighty blow. With mighty blow. So, Jesus. you chuck him on the line if you're playing 11s, and he just takes out two guys. With, oh, man. That's the plan, anyway. You know, you chuck a couple of assists on there, you can get... That first one can be a three-die block. Oh, yeah, definitely. Easy. Easy. Yeah. Um, he's got Thick Skull, which is going to keep him in the fight. He's armour nine yeah. with Thick Skull. So, they've got to get a ten or more on the armour. And a nine or more. Yeah. So he's he's sticking around. So you're going to get your money's worth for that 300k. Yeah. He can throw teammate. He doesn't have strong arm, so he's just normally doing it. But mm-hmm. he's got bonehead and always hungry. So you've got a couple. Of, you've got an extra roll to make. You've got like an an ogre troll. That's basically it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He is he is a better troll in every way. He's yeah. not stupid. He's bonehead instead. He's strength six and he's agility two. So he's better than a troll in that regard. And he comes with multiple block. So, I really like the idea of this guy because he is a giant and mm. gave him the opportunity to use an even bigger miniature for Blood Bowl. And that miniature is huge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the troll I've got is technically taller, but the, 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 the model that I did pop on all of our social media accounts, it, the dude's huge. Mm. And I started painting him, it's, it just looks great. And it's going to look great surrounded by halflings. Oh, yeah, he will look like, perfect. That is what will be really funny. Mm. And 
I've attempted to, if I can swing it so that I can go to Mana Bowl Stunty Cup next year, yeah. this would be a great team to take. That would be just amazing. That, that cool impact. So, 300k there, what do you reckon? For the money, he's great. He's, he's not bad. He is great. I think you've got to realise that he's meant for a Stunty League as well. Though. He is meant for Stunty League. And I think that's what you've got to realise is, he, he sounds like, yeah, he's alright. He sounds like a, a, a decent sort of ripper, but in in stunty times, he's he's more than talk. So in stunty land, yeah, this guy is a god. I'm yeah. Much loving that. <laughs> but I think he'd hold his own in, in 11s. He really would. Um, he really would. So Tombstone is running 1100 TV, so this would give me 800 left mm-hmm. for the team. A team of halflings. So that's probably fine. I would rem- I would say so. I would definitely say so. Should, I think I think there's a way to afford him and at least one or two Chaos Spawn as well. well two Chaos Spawn for 280. Yeah. So that leaves you 540. So that leaves you another 560. Yeah. Which is plenty for Halflings. And some Chainsaw guys. Um, <laughs> you really can make an awesome team out of that. It, just massive, massive guys. And lots of tiny little guys. Tiny little guys. There are um, giant teams in the law. Yes. And it's absolutely something that I want to get onto the pitch and try with because we've got some draft rules for giant players. Now, that's not just a player that is a giant, that is a player that has got a multiple square sized base. Like a Gorgon. Like a Gorgon, like an Aeol Guzzler giant. A uh, Tree Lord Ancient. Yes. Any like massive, massive model. Um, because back in second edition, I don't know about first edition, but definitely second edition Blood Bowl, ogres and stuff took up four squares. Okay. There's some rules in Dungeon Bowl where you've got monsters that are huge, which are two by two basically, mm-hmm. and humongous or monstrous or massive or something, where they take up three by three. Okay. And they move around like that. I'd love to look at something like that because I just think the lore is so much fun that having these monstrous players on a Blood Bowl pitch would be epic. It's like it would be good. It's like, you know, every good kaiju or giant robot movie. You've got loads of dudes running around the bottom doing stuff, and then you've just got these titans overhead um, just doing ridiculous things. And this guy gets to throw a teammate. So, yeah, I like him. I like the idea of him. I'm sure he's not going to be amazing. but He won't, but if you were to take that team to Mana Bowl, he would, he would destroy I would love to see him against Chomper and Stomper. Well, I think he'd probably lose in that one. But... No, because Chomper and Stomper doesn't have block or anything like that. He will go wrong very quickly. It's got a multiple block. It's got a multiple block, yeah. But what you do have, so an ogre's 140, yeah? Yep. Strength 6 would make him 190. Yep. Multiple block would make him 210. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So this guy is 90 overcosted. He's got stand firm, which is quite cool. Well, that's another 20k. Yeah. But uh, for your, your, your star player tax, that's not bad. No, that's not bad at all. If you were going to build your own ogre, you'll build your own giant player. You know what? You're costing 100k as your star player tax. Mm. Could be quite interesting. So I'm going to I'm going to get this guy on the pitch and see what happens. I think. Yeah, it'd be good to see it in action. So that is everything for this episode. Thank you, everyone, very very much for joining us and listening in. Can't believe we've made it to 24 episodes already. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, Absolutely crazy. It is. And unfortunately for everyone out there, we have still got a ton of stuff to talk about. <laughs> it's not going to end. That said, if you do have anything you would quite like to listen to us ramble on about, or you're very excited and want to share with us, get in contact. 
Facebook, Twitter, Instaface, whatever you like. Instaface. Drop us an email. Watch our YouTube. Message us on there. And just get in contact because we just want to talk blah blah. And we always reply. We've got a number of people who message us fairly regularly. We've got Kyle does it, Craig does it, Rob yeah. does it. We've got New Zealand Duncan. Yeah, and Ben. And Ben. And Ben as well. And just, we've got a great community. And if we can help build that, we'd love to. If we can get more people chatting to us about random stuff, you've got an idea, tell us. We will go ahead with it. We will chat to it, chat about it even. And if you've got an idea about how to play a game, then we'll give it a go and <laughs> let you know what we think on it. It's not a problem at all. And it's just nice to see everything sort of coming together. Absolutely. Like-minded boneheads. Well... As illiterate as it is, we are very much of the opinion that more Blood Bowl is more better. 100%. And um, we're just going to carry on. So, thank you all very, very much. Take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, two heads aren't always better than one. <laughs>